talking about alliance on your device of choice. Hirsch and Ari are here for you to make sense of it all so you don't have to. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Wow. Welcome to another edition of Talking About Alliance, the premier, world premier, international alliance recap podcast. Uh, I'm Ari, joined as always by Hirsch. Hello, Hirsch. Hello, Ari. How are we this evening? Uh, doing good. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm getting by. Nice. Um, so just the two of us uh, for this one. Um, and I think rather than sort of their normal, you know, long detailed recap format, I think just because of there is, isn't as much to even go over round by round because of the way it's played out. So I kind of want to just focus on, and we'll have a little bit of that. I think we can talk about the challenges maybe in a few minutes, but I kind of want to look at like a 30,000 foot overview of where we've kind of been and where the last, let's say, week has gone. Um, the, starting with the fact that the, the last four votes have all been unanimous votes, and that's just a weird thing to at this point. It's absolutely weird. Um, I'd have to go back and look to confirm, but I can't think of any season of Alliance off the top of my head that has featured unanimous votes from what nine through five, you know, since, uh, you know, final eight through final five were all unanimous votes. I mean, I can't think of any season of the survivor on TV or any org that I've seen, you know, the game's just not generally structured to, have that kind of a format. I mean, you look at like the way the votes have gone and you can see like Dano and Moss voting the same way so many times in a row after voting differently at first. And I mean, it's not even that they have a tight connection as far as I can tell. It's just that that's the way the game has gone. It's like everybody, and, 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 and it's true. It's been, everybody's been waiting. They talk about it every round all right, let's get let's get settled on this early so that we don't have to rush before nautical, um, and then they end up rushing before nautical uh, anyway, um, and they're just begging for somebody to give them a name that isn't their own, um, and then everybody just kind of runs with that, um, and it's it's been like I, I I couldn't even tell you how it's I couldn't even go back and word how it's all just kind of fallen together like this and it's uh it, it doesn't it doesn't make for a, a very uh dynamic game but it's it's fascinating to to see if uh if, if for no other reason than in, in that it's so odd yeah and oh okay, well so um, i think we might have forgot i might have forgot to mention so the votes have been uh zach going out at uh not at eight and then Crystal at seven unanimously, Sully at six, then or, or Flair at six, and then Sully at five, um, all unanimous votes with the stray vote. And 
if people are getting it seems like comfortable but also you know when nothing's happening you get the paranoia so you, but i think i mean it just kind of feels like are people looking at playing at trying to win are they looking far enough ahead i mean looking at from say from shelly's perspective you know he was very eager to take out deadly and then crystal as big threats in the game and then you know he's not looking any further ahead and seeing that that leaves him stuck as the next biggest threat and the next obvious target the way the game's been going and i mean you would have thought you know if you're in that position you kind of want to shake things up at some point and not go down that path yeah the the uh, anyone but me um style of gameplay uh works until it is you um and the problem with the anyone but me style of gameplay is that when it is you you're not going to know um you're not going to be included in the plan because it's you um so if you're if you're just you know as far as that's only really worked for one person in uh, i think in the history of uh, real life survivor um and uh, it, it it's not working here because it's just people are seem to be just grateful to get past the one vote and, and deal with the next one. And it doesn't make for uh yeah, there's, there's no, there's no long-term gameplay and there. There hasn't been all season. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that's kind of a common thing that I notice is people can seem to confuse the way Sandra spoiler alert, I guess um, one in her seasons is just, going to who anyone and saying I'll vote for anyone but me when there's a whole lot more nuance to the way that someone like that plays into and you know actually making sure it isn't you uh and I think that gets lost a lot of the time uh and you know and I think we saw that from Sully when he was just like well if it's me it's me but I'm just gonna do anyone but me and but wasn't actually doing a lot to make sure he wasn't the vote yeah it's um you can't i don't know it's like i i don't like it it's not a it's just not the best way to play um you got to be thinking ahead deadly to his credit was actually thinking ahead he had a very clear final four in place that he was working towards and and his problem was that he was he was working too hard and too early towards that final four and it got noticed and uh, and he got picked off, and I think once, I think once he got picked off, um, clearly for making big plays, everybody else just decided to kind of retreat, and let the game come to them, as opposed to making things happen in the game. Um, and yeah, if you if if you're just waiting around for things to happen around you, sooner or later, that thing that's going to happen around you is you getting voted off. I think what we're seeing is people reacting to deadly's vote out and and um and the fact that he took power he got punished for it and he got taken out of the game and since then no one has wanted to try to get creative with the vote no one's trying to create a alternate course um no one wants to stick out no one wants to try to get creative or do something with like a plurality uh you know and try to get somebody out on a you know on like a three two two or something you know like that um, they just want to go with the numbers because if you, if you stick out, then, um, then you immediately become the target. And this is, this has been a season of people, uh, afraid to stick their head out and, and, and take a chance. 
Yeah, and I mean, I even noticed, you know, if you look at the video confessional we get from Mason, uh, yeah, he goes through, he's planning out like, okay, well, this is who I want to vote when, but nowhere in there is he's planning for how he's actually going to win in the end. You know, he comes up with the plan. I think he wanted to be with Moss uh, if if it is a final two. And I think it was a Dano who was his choice for a final three, uh, but, yeah. you know, doesn't at all say why or what he would do to beat Moss. And, if, and I think at this point, if he thinks, I think I should misguided to think that at the way the game's going right now, he could beat Moss and Dano at the end. And yeah, I mean, he, he's got nothing on his resume other than um, voting with the, with the majority most of, of the murder. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he could. I don't think he could stand up at a at a final nautical with a straight face, having claimed that he was responsible for any big game moves. Um, so, uh, and and there aren't many who could at this point. Uh, yeah, and I mean, even there, like he he had the plans for how he wanted the votes to go, um, but then you know, like if you know at a certain round, someone said, "Well, no, we're actually voting out." Flair instead here, uh, which I don't think was his plan. He you know, didn't really do anything to change that or even poke in that direction. He just sort of is going along with that. And I think that's what most people are doing. I, I see that a lot in orgs um, that I expect, you know, that player will come up with some sort of boot list that they think they're going to, you know, but just like will into being simply because they wrote it down on a, in a, D, in a DM in their confessional. And I'm like, that, you know, saying it doesn't make it happen. You know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta work toward it. And, uh, and I see that a lot, you know, and it's just like, eh, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, well, what is causing, you know, to have four straight unanimous votes? I mean, where does that come? Is that just, the way that the cast is going is that still rocks rocking from the deadly vote i mean is it is it like the other thing is that you know rdt and moss are the only sort of it's the only sort of long-term connection i can think of um within any of the final six uh from final seven even with crystal and sully being another one but I mean, everyone just sort of going along with each other and not really digging deep into a connection. You know, where does that even come from? I think with those two being as close as they were and are um, coming up with plans and then being able to dis disseminate those plans to these people that were on the outskirts who may have had their own thing, but still needed numbers. Like everybody needed RDT and Moss to facilitate what they thought they might want to happen. And so they would go to RDT and Moss to get ideas. RDT and Moss would propagate their own ideas and they would become the ideas of everybody else. Um, and I think that's just kind of how it just kind of propagated out from them. Um, and, and that's how they, we've been able to get the, these, uh, these consensus votes based on what those two really wanted to see happen. Yeah, and I think uh, if, they're, if they can even recognize that that's what's happening in the game, that's certainly the strongest argument for final tribal um you know each, each of the jury members i think would have to think for themselves you know in a vote that 
they were involved in where did they get the idea from and who actually was coming up with the information and i would bet that if they actually went back and compared notes on that uh they would see that it was either moss or rdt generally rdt i think that was responsible for that yeah i mean that's always a tricky part though whether or not that actually would happen yeah no guarantee with this jury um at all really and uh who knows what they're gonna do but uh it's it's yeah i mean you know until we just actually kind of sitting here talking about it right now um i didn't i hadn't really thought about it much more than that but yeah it, it does seem clear that those two have been kind of uh kind of just pushing their agenda on you know to two different sides and it's all been coming coming together and co- coalescing around their their desires so that's uh yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, well, so, I mean, I guess we can talk a bit about challenges. Um, so the first one is the ghost ship, which is similar to what we saw in Dark Forest uh, with slaying the dragon and uh, climbing the wall. Uh, and So we started with the medallion auction, which was sort of a counting up auction, whoever was willing to take first a number of medallions um, and sort of that sort of hit a, uh, a bit of a, I guess, a stalemate when everyone decided that they would take four or five, they would take five until there was enough left for four for everyone uh, with the first person being Dano to go with five. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know that it ever would have gotten too much higher than five. I could see it maybe getting to six. I couldn't imagine letting, seeing anybody letting it get to seven. Yeah, and I think Dano probably had it right. You know, uh, if there's 27 medallions and six people in the game and you can get higher than the average, you take it. No reason to wait. Absolutely. Yeah, he did the, he, he clearly did the math on that. And so he was, uh, he, he was wise to do so. Uh, so um, I sort of relied a little bit on you know, some commands that we've seen over the season, if you were paying attention, um, and the medallions let you do certain things around there. Um, and I'll, still a little bit of guessing, I think, as always is with this kind of a thing. Oh, but this uh, is, yeah, th- this is one of those unique challenges that you don't, you just don't get to really see in other orgs um it's not a server challenge but it's kind of like a server challenge and just that it's very immersive in the environment and the lore of the game um one of the reasons i think most of us uh who love watching this production team and, and what they do uh it's you know one of those challenges we love to watch so uh it was it was, it was fun to watch uh, yeah and so ultimately um uh, it was moss in fact who tied for the lead at number of number of commands used uh, in opening the treasure chest. Um, the tie was broken by Moss having more medallions left at the end. Uh, I think she said her strategy was to skip the things that required using the medallions. Um, a lot of ends that were never explored that we'll never know if that would have been the right choice. But uh, well played by yeah. her for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I... It was, it was fun to watch her kind of, you know, just kind of 
not necessarily luck her way through it, but she did get lucky with a couple choices. Um, whereas someone like Flair, who was just having fun and, uh, and and checking out as much stuff as she possibly could, just to see as much as she could. So I, I it was it was fun to see. Uh, it was fun to watch these guys kind of have fun with a very unique game. Um, you know, if you're not, if you're going to, if you, if you're not going to win, at least have fun while you're doing it. And I think most of them did, especially, uh, like I said, Flair had a, clearly had a blast. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the one other immunity challenge since that, uh, after that, in the next round uh, was, uh, so no reward challenges uh, in a little while. So the patterns challenge, um, this was a somewhat unique one. Uh, compared to what you might see in some other places and very well designed. Uh, so it got harder and harder, sort of with an image with a bunch of pictures that all looked very, very, <clears throat> very similar. And you had to find the matching pair out of the group that kept growing and growing to a point where it seemed pretty impossible. And I was quite impressed with their efforts in this. Ooh, um, I was following along and uh, my eyes were not designed for uh, for that puzzle. I would I would not have fared well. I mean, I was I've got a small little monitor as it is, and uh, yeah, that was that would not have been the challenge for me. So kudos to anybody who was able to uh, to uh, pick up on those minor differences as quickly as they were. Uh, somebody had suggested in the, in one of the lounges that you know is there maybe a solver for something like this? I, I can't imagine that there would be. So that was one hundred percent just good observation on the, on, on those players that did, did as well as they did. Uh, for sure. Um, I definitely was with you on that. Uh, not, you know, taking a look at it and going, there's no way I'll be able to do this. And then as soon as I maybe was starting to look and see how, where I could figure something out, someone had already found it. Uh, I don't know if I would have fared well in this. So kudos to all of them. Um, and especially Dano who got the win uh, in a close, very close, I think everyone scored. Uh, Sully was the only one to finish with one point. Uh, Dano taking the win was three out of the ten. Uh, so a very tight game, but uh, well done by them. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, just, yeah. It, it's uh, And it's fun uh, other than... Um, yeah, there hasn't been a lot of repeat winners uh, this season. It was good to see uh, Moss add a little something to her uh, her, leg- her legacy from the other one. Um, but I mean, uh, Dano Dano had had half of a win previously, so to get a a full win on his uh, on his uh, resume is 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 good as well. Yes, yeah, so I guess uh, going out from there, um, I go back into the last couple of votes. I mean, with Flair being the one voted out, I am. Um, do we think that was the right move for them? Um, who who's really benefiting from that? I think they all benefit quite honestly from Flair going out because I could see Flair easily sliding into that position of somebody that you could feel good voting for at a at a at a, at a final. Um, not necessarily because she played the best game, um, but or you know was the best in any one area, but just because overall she was solid and likable and didn't piss anybody off. And and we've seen people like that win in real life Survivor. Um, so yeah, I think uh, just on her sheer 
personality and her likability and her popularity um, that, uh, that not having her there as an option was probably the best thing for all of these players. Yeah, and I think it's also sort of another example of whoever opens their mouth, uh, Flair with a tendency to be the one talking at a tribal council and stirring up a little bit uh, is then seen as the person that everyone takes out next. Yeah, I think even Moss had said something about her talking at at nautical council and driving buses over the the other players, um, and that that might look good to a jury and earn votes. And she's not wrong. So uh, yeah, you're you're right. It's just one of those where the mo- the the quote unquote most whatever at that point is automatically a target. Uh, yeah, also, like the other big thing to go over is the most recent tribal council from today, and the recap there being uh, where Moss gives or the RDT gives his idol that he had found to Moss. Uh, he found it with the captain's log after, uh, after Crystal had been voting out, uh, after Dano and Crystal had both spent weeks looking at it, and he solved it in the course of a morning. Uh, so he gives yeah. the idol to Moss, and Moss uses, does all she does is play it on herself, nullifying zero votes, um, not even the one vote for RDT, as Sully gets the rest of them. It was five minutes before nautical that he, that they affected the transfer. Um, and, uh, and immediately, you know, viewers lounge is, is, is a flurry because we're thinking that RDT may have just made uh, a game ending mistake. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and with good reason, I mean, like, and if you look in her confessional, look in the confessionals, Moss said she was basically 50, 50 on, using that idol on Sully um, and then throwing her vote probably on RDT along with Sully's uh, to get RDT out of the game. Um, We don't know why she chose not to at this point. That's in her confessional and we probably won't get to see that until she exits the game. I'd be fascinated to know what her game reasoning was behind not doing it. Um, If she wants to win Um, or why she thinks she could do it at final four instead of here at final five when it was gift wrapped for her. Uh, fascinating uh, decision. Um, and we won't fully know why until for a while, but uh, it doesn't make anything, it doesn't make things any easier for her at, at final four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm struggling to see it as anything other than missed opportunity. Um I think we've looked at Moss's game as someone who is staying under the radar until the right time. Uh, and I think if you want to this talk was about right it was the right time. And I mean, the right time may even have yeah. been earlier. Um, I think this was the right time given the way this cast has gone. I think earlier it has been shown to be not when you want to do anything. Um, but I think you are now in a very big danger of waiting too long. If, you know, if RDT wins this immunity challenge, which, seemingly based on how things have gone is the most likely outcome that's over um i mean yeah there's at least to do it you know you did a show, or even then you don't have to and i'll talk about in a minute why i think it would have probably been a good idea to 
try to pull the blind side. But even then, you can either just play it on RDT and say, I don't need it. You know, you can have it or hint at some sort of statement. Give the jury something to think about that you're, you know where all the votes are. You don't need any, you don't even need the idol, but you were able to get it anyway. And that you don't need to use it because you've been keeping yourself out of danger the whole time and your closest ally as well. Um, and I think there yeah. were ways to do that rather than just saying, and, and I think, you know, the error of giving credit to RDT for finding it right off the bat like that, it, it just strikes me as yeah. just not helping herself in any way. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When she said, um, when she announced that it was RDT who had given it to her, I thought she was doing that to signify, and I'm using it on to say, and now I'm going to use it on Sully to vote out RDT. Um, so <laughs> the fact that that didn't happen, like I said, was 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 surprising. Um, that would have been like in the eyes of the jury, that would have been a stone cold move, but it would have it would have gotten some like big play respect. So um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, I mean, I get, I get there being, I, as well as anybody understand uh, a loyalty play. Um, my loyalty play was pre-merge at final 12. This is final five, one tribal before nautical council before, uh, before final four. And um and you know, and it, it could be a it could be a game winner, and it's there in her hand. Um, so yeah, I don't. Uh, if it's loyalty play, kudos to her. Um, I, I like I said, I respect a good loyalty play, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we haven't. I don't haven't gotten much of an impression that there's a sense in Moss that she would rather lose to RDT than play that game i haven't got a sense gotten a sense that that's her thinking or that she's that type of a player um it just sort of seems like you know getting stuck in that mindset of have to stay under the radar you don't want to make yourself a target but the game's over you know there's two more there's like two or three more days left one vote (laughs) you know you you want to. You don't want to be a target. You you want to be a target at this point because you want the jury to see you as the person playing the strong game. And yeah, uh, so I, I just feel like you know you have a chance. You can take out. You can even take out the person who's best in challenges. If you have an opportunity to have one challenge for the win, and you know, and your competition is Dano, Mason, and Sully. I'm taking, I would take that bet. You know, I, I feel like that's a much more likely route to get to the end in a winning position than we, the position she's in right now, which is going to take a whole lot more maneuvering. And a, I don't know if that's something that can be pulled off. Yeah. I think with the four you've mentioned, she has a better than 25% chance to win. And with RDT in there, she has a less than 25% chance to win. So, you know, it's uh it's uh um, it's an interesting, de- it's a interesting decision and I'm not yeah, sure how it benefits her game. I think the other angle of this though, is if you're worried about, you know, it, it, I feel like it's a misread of Sully almost that, it, it, you know, if you're in Sully's position and if Moss is going to you and saying, 
here's the deal. You're out. I have an idol. I play it for you now. And you return the favor by at least giving me a chance to make a, to go to a fire making challenge in the next round. I don't see Sully turning that down. And if he does, he's not costing only himself I, at least one jury vote. Yeah. Not only do I not see him, I don't, yeah, I don't see him turning it down and more on and more importantly, I actually see him giving her that opportunity. I don't, I don't see him backing back, backing on the uh, sending her to fire thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, now you're in a scenario where you have two chances to win a challenge to get yourself a win while taking out the biggest threat to your game. If you can't get Mason to vote with you, um, I feel like there's just more avenues if you want to not worry about becoming the threat. I mean, sometimes you have to make that move and put yourself out there. And that's sort of the name of the game. And I think at the end of this, we might be looking at Moss as the one with the missed opportunity at the end. Okay. I think what she was, I, I think her biggest fear was like, if she pulls this move now and has that on her resume going into final four, if she did, her thought probably might've been, if I don't win at final four, they're not going to take me because of recency bias. And I just made this huge move against RDT. Right. And, and that's going to be clear front and center on the jury's mind, along with, you know, you know, along with the fact that RDT will probably be talking up her game. Um, so like if, so at that point, if Mason Sully or um, Dano were to win, um, were to win at, uh, you know, final four, three of the, she might be thinking the three of them will just gang up on me because of recency bias. They can't afford to have me sitting there at nautical council, having just made this big move with the idol uh, on my closest ally. Um, so at that case, she's probably thinking it's three against one. And with RDT and her at final four, it's at, at worst two versus two. There's a good chance she's going to be sitting at final nautical council anyway. And at the very least will have an opportunity to present her case. So I honestly think she was going with the not using the idol on anyone other than myself puts me at final nautical council with a chance to state my case. And I think she's not wrong in that sense that she would probably be the next one out if she loses, but potentially. Um, but I just feel like you put the game in your own hands at that point and say it's one challenge to the finish line rather than, yeah. you know, I have a chance to state my case. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a possibility if RDT is there at the end. It's unlikely, but... Uh... <laughs> I don't know. A lot of people think that, uh, you know, you can make all these game moves, but if you're not sitting there at the end, it doesn't matter, you know, and, you know, and, 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 and you play to get, you play to be sitting there in that final three to, to, to be able to, to, to have a shot. And uh, I guess that was her best shot. I don't know. It's a, it's, 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 it's tough to say. Um, well, so where, I mean, where do we see things playing out? Is it, you know, where is it RDT wins this challenge? If he wins this challenge, he wins. Is it if RDT loses the challenge, he's voted out? Uh, do we see Moss making that play? Is there good opportunities for Dano to get the jury votes at the end? I don't know. Um, this is going to be a split jury. I honestly think it is. I mean, I could, I could see 
I could see it being a a four three one, a four two two. I mean, there's there's different ways this could go. Um, I do think that RDT is building up some credibility with with these last few tribal count with these last few nautical councils. Um, that might be uh, increasing his odds of, of winning at, uh, at, at at a final three. Um, but I also haven't seen a lot from these other guys that would make me think that they could win a Samotian type challenge of the type we've seen um, in the past. I think they would it would favor an RDT over just about anybody else at this point. So. Um, but if I'm RDT, I'm sure as hell fighting for that immunity. And, and I'm not just kind of assuming that I might be able to escape my way through. Uh, yeah, I think I agree that, you know, he's most likely to win. And I think he's in a really good spot at this point, And especially if he does win in that challenge. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I don't have a whole lot else to say or go over. It's just been a weird last few days and a week or two at Villanova. It has. It's been, uh, it's been quite unlike uh, any other um, Alliance season we've seen in that respect. Um, I wouldn't say it's necessarily been boring, but it has been kind of following the script. Um, but it's the player's script. They're writing it themselves, and we just kind of have to uh, observe and uh, respect their journey, and then we can give them shit about it uh, once they're in the viewer's lounge if, uh, if, 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 we, if we feel bold. Um, but yeah, we've got what four days, you know, until um, final nautical council and uh, one more challenge and one more tribal. Yeah, I can't say with uh, 100% certainty who I think is going to win this season. Um, and, uh, and 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 more importantly, I don't think I can say with 100% 100% certainty that any of the final four don't have a chance. Um, I can see an avenue to a win for all four of them. Um, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's about all that I had was there anything else that you wanted to go over at all before we wrap this up? I won't say buckle up cause this hasn't been a buckle up kind of season, but, uh, you know, kind of follow along because, uh, there's still, uh, there's still ways that this can go and, and, uh, and definitely, uh, definitely, uh, avenues it could take to get very interesting between now and Friday. Um, at the, and at the very least, uh, you're going to get to see somebody's journey, um, be rewarded for all their efforts for good or for bad. Uh, yes, it definitely be a lot of fun. Uh, and we will be right there with you uh, along the way. Uh, well, uh, thanks so much, Hirsch, for being on for this episode. Yes, sir. Always a pleasure. Uh, and uh, thanks as always, everyone, for listening. We will be back soon. Peace.